Hey, it's Stu from Bitcoin and Financial Independence. It's been a couple weeks, but uh, I got curious about how much indirect exposure you can get to Bitcoin through the stock market. When it comes to getting Bitcoin exposure, I think the best way is to just buy it and hold it yourself, preferably in cold storage. You need to self-custody that Bitcoin and keep it safe. There are some best practices that you should follow, and I've documented some of those in the backlog of my podcast. There's lots of good uh, tutorials for this from BTC Sessions and other places on YouTube. But anyway, I was just curious, when you own the S&P 500, you can actually get exposure to Bitcoin indirectly. And how it works is there's this company called MicroStrategy. They are not in the S&P 500. But companies that are in the S&P 500 have been buying up shares of MicroStrategy, actually significant positions in MicroStrategy, which is interesting. Uh, you know, there's some regulatory clarity that is lacking and some institutional money that is hesitant to allocate to Bitcoin, like what MicroStrategy does. Basically, what they do is their whole treasury, they don't sit on dollars in a savings account. They sit on Bitcoin in a savings account. And they even got loans to buy more Bitcoin. And so far, they've amassed 152,000 and I think a little bit more Bitcoins, um, totaling about $5 billion worth of Bitcoin. That is their treasury. And that is their strategy. And you have these other companies that are starting to buy up significant holdings of MicroStrategy to get indirect exposure to Bitcoin. And so I'm going to break that down a little bit because in the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF, the ticker is VOO. 4.17% of this index fund is comprised of Berkshire Hathaway, which owns shares of MicroStrategy, as well as these banks that hold shares, Morgan Stanley, Charles Schwab, JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, and the Bank of New York Mellon. And these banks and Berkshire together hold about 4.15% of uh, the shares of MicroStrategy. MicroStrategy has a market cap of about $4.8 billion. And like I said, they own some around 152,000, 153,000 Bitcoins. I actually think they bought some more today as I'm recording, so it's probably higher. But at the time I compiled these numbers, their Bitcoin treasury had costed them $4.53 billion. And so what that means is for every $1,000 you put into the S&P 500, you own $41.70 of Berkshire and these banks because this fund is weighted by market cap. And together, they own about $1.73 of MicroStrategy. This is also not to mention that Berkshire Hathaway has a stake in NewBank, which is a bank, I think in Brazil, that also holds Bitcoin on the balance sheet, just a small amount. So there's a little bit more indirect exposure with Berkshire than what I've calculated. But what I found is that in the SP 500, your Bitcoin exposure is about 0.017%, or to round up 0.02%. Basically, for every $1,000 in the S&P 500, you have a buck 73. That is indirectly owning MicroStrategy and indirectly benefiting from their Bitcoin position. Now, there's another index fund called VTI, which is the Vanguard Total Stock Market ETF. Instead of 500 companies um, across sector weighted by market cap, this is the entire U.S. stock market. It's about 3,800 companies in this fund. And I believe that your Bitcoin exposure might be a little bit higher because Fidelity and BlackRock also own larger stakes in MicroStrategy than the banks that I listed. So you might have a little bit more exposure there, but it's also going to be possibly diluted by the other 3,000 
plus companies that are added uh, above the 500 companies that I, that are in the S&P 500. So I didn't calculate that exactly. It's a much longer list to calculate and to go through the list of companies that might have exposure to MicroStrategy. But I uh, just wanted to point out that math. You have this small little allocation to Bitcoin, even if you are just indexing into the S&P 500, like a lot of 401ks do. And I should also say that some of these banks and BlackRock, BlackRock itself is a majority shareholder of four publicly traded Bitcoin mining companies. So again, there's even more Bitcoin exposure if you own shares of BlackRock funds. Um, BlackRock is also in the Vanguard total stock market ETF and several other total stock market ETFs from Fidelity. So again, you, you probably have more exposure to Bitcoin than you thought, even if you are not a Bitcoiner and not a fan of Bitcoin. But it does make you w wonder what the world's largest asset manager sees in Bitcoin that maybe you don't see. Uh, they've obviously done their homework on some, some of the stuff and are owning positions as large as 6% of Bitcoin mining companies like Riot, Blockchain, and Marathon Digital Holdings. But obviously, this is not financial advice. You must do your own research. Um, I own some of the Bitcoin mining stocks in my HSA because it's money that I had saved anyway, and I can't get it out unless it's on qualified medical expenses. So I, I choose to put some into Bitcoin mining stocks. Um, I choose to put some into other index funds or real estate funds. And so these are just things that I have some exposure to, but do your own research. This is not financial advice. And just know that you do have a small 0.02% allocation to Bitcoin. I thought that was pretty interesting and it will be something to watch as the price of Bitcoin changes over time, especially with the halving coming up, all these Bitcoin ETFs coming up. Seems like there's somewhat of a perfect storm brewing that could move the price of Bitcoin up higher in the near future. And so maybe at one point it'll be 1% of your S&P 500 allocation is actually indirect exposure to Bitcoin over time. So we'll just have to see how it goes. I just thought this was a fun fact for you all. And remember that financial independence is doable, and I'll be back with you soon.